Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Emerging Nine Golf Podcast. We are happy to have you. We hope everyone is doing well out there. I am Mike. You know my compadres, Jay and McLean. Not asking how you're doing. No one cares. I don't want your dumb answers. <laughs> you know it's going to be dumb. Best intro yet. <laughs> yeah. Let's get, right, let's get right to it. What are you guys drinking? Who cares how you're doing? Just what are you drinking? I'm drinking Noah's Mill. Picked Ooh. up in Charleston, South Carolina a couple weekends ago, visiting my bro and his new baby boy, Bo. Um, him and his wife, Carly, are doing well. And I decided to get a nice bottle of bourbon while I was down there because I can't get go. it up here in PA. So get there you go. Cold and gold? No, I'm on the grapes tonight. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, on the grapes. It's a good All time right. to be on the grapes. I am drinking um, barrel bourbon, the Dovetail family. So good. It's got some so fire good. to it. It's good. It's got a lot of flavor. And then right at the end, it's like, ooh, yeah, that's 120 proof. <laughs> there oh, were a couple so of dro- drops of water in there. I did. Actually, it, it's opened it up a little bit. It's nice. Yeah. That stuff's good. Yeah. Very good. Well, I don't know if you have any of the uh, Derringer left. Uh, I do. Yeah. Okay. Because I had two two glasses of it when I was... I noticed it was a little bit lower. <laughs> The next the next morning, I woke up after we had some people over the house on Friday, and I'm like, kind of just eyeing all my bourbon. I'm like, what? What did these guys dip, dip into that wasn't paying attention? I was, I was the only one. I only had two glasses. I had yeah. two. Pretty, no, you're good. Pretty similar pours to what's normal. I wanted to get into third, but. <laughs> you're you're good. You're good. So, um, you know what? Real fast. Have you guys been playing any golf? No. I've I mean, played yeah. a little bit, very poorly. Okay. I mean, awful. Yeah, no, 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 no good here. I played this Sunday and it was very mediocre. Um, I won't say where, I won't say what I shot. Um, I just didn't play well. I'm actually, I shouldn't say that. I did play okay. I didn't make any putts. And that's been the common trend here. And it's not like that. What's what makes it even worse is that I'm hitting putts, and I feel like I'm hitting good putts. Like they're rolling well, they're coming off the face the way that I want them to, and they're just not going in. Like it's like, oh, you just you maybe miss misread it by you know a couple inches to the right or to the left, or I hit a good putt dead dead center and I didn't hit it hard enough. And it's like no matter what I do, it's just not going in. Did you order it's your frustrating? Putter? What's that? Did you ever order your putter? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You already got it. I don't have it. I don't have it yet. I don't have it yet. I've got my irons, which I absolutely love. Like this is a no-brainer. Like these irons are so good. These yeah. they're so good, and the wedges are so good. And I just got the the new M. Uh, M is it MG? I guess it's MG. MG four, tailor made. Um, uh, six. I got I got the Tiger Woods grind. Ooh. Look at you. Oh, and, yeah. They're super spinny. Like it's crazy spin. Yeah. Like this is not an ad for TaylorMade, I know, but I will say I'm just happy with my clubs. Really happy with my clubs. Well, I and I'm waiting for this guys, putter to come in. I played a member guest two weekends ago. I have not played in like two and a half weeks. Hit the ball really good the first day. Surprisingly, just no 
no like preconceived notions about how I would play. Went out with no expectations. Second day, hit the ball okay, but just didn't didn't quite have it. But then went out and played last Friday. Coming off of that, I'm like, you know what? I got it. I got it. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I went out early, hit balls. I'm telling you, I that was the worst thing you could have done. Could not have broken 80 if I quit on 15. (laughs) It was awful. (laughs) Awful. I used every part of the face but the center. (laughs) Absolutely awful. Uh, I love those memes where they show all the ball marks all around the face, except right in the center. center. It's like a perfect little dot and and untouched, but all these little like ball marks around. I got a bag full of them in my trunk right now. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal. Oh man. Yeah. Golf's been, uh, I'm on a golf course every day and I never play golf. I did get my first, my first round of September. I did get that in the other day. So I got that going for me. Which is nice. And, and your nice. in your golf course in this area, it's like the perfect time to play too. And then yeah. the, the course is probably getting into like absolutely perfect shape right now. It's primo. We got member member uh, this week. Greens are perfect. Um, as long as my superintendent doesn't make them too fast for member member. And then it's un the unplayable. And then it's unplayable and we got nine hour rounds. That's fun. Because guys can't putter chip on them. Yeah, you guys <laughs> they don't know how to do it. Are y'all getting the good one? So you y'all have a blast of this, but no, it's been perfect here. It's like 80 degree is like the warm day when I'm used to it being the low. Uh, I'm taking my dog out to walk at night. It's like 55 and I feel like I need a parka. Yeah. Because this That's is what we got right here. It's Florida. I love it. It's not Florida anymore. I'm already scared about what the winter's gonna bring. Supposed to be a bad winter, they're calling. Bro, bad it's gonna be year. cold. It's gonna be cold. Nashville gets colder than Richmond. It's I know it's kind of on a similar, you know, I've already heard latitude line, but it's something about that. Nashville. It's close to the Midwest. It's gonna be brutal. It's gonna be cold. So excited. Just kidding, you ready for it. <laughs> so excited. I'm cold at 55 degrees, and the high is gonna be like 25. And you guys are gonna like the bitching will not stop on the spot. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. I, anyway, yeah, we I had only, to watch you sit in Florida for two years and outside when we were, it was like December, January, you're like, oh, I'm just sitting here short sleeves and flip-flops drinking a Corona. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pay back to the bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be good for my golf game. Though. I'm going to fly down to Florida just to do one show. I'm going to do it like that just in the winter when you're. <laughs> you're not going without me. I'm in. <laughs> oh, man. So I am looking forward. I got I got some golf on the horizon. Couple events, couple things. Played golf, hit a couple balls, prepping. Got new mindset. Oh yeah, new mindset. Not sharing it, but I got to don't share it. Don't share the not sharing it, but I got a new new little mindset mindset. of how how I'm going to go about playing my golf. And uh, through three rounds this summer, it's it's been working all right. Well, I'm I'm worried about playing with sleeves on. I haven't played winter golf in over three years, in about three years. And I don't know, I don't even know what that's going to feel like. It's probably going to be good. It'll probably calm my swing down. There you go. I mean, I want to hear about this mindset that Mikey's nope. talking about that's that's working through three rounds this well, summer. Three, three out the, of four, I should say. I should say three out of the, four. The summer's over, by the way. So you played four rounds this summer? 
maybe a little more than that, but not much after that trip. I think I've played five rounds of golf since that uh, Michigan trip, Jay. Really? God. Yeah. Well, um, we're not too far off. So, and that was first week of June. <laughs> I know. But you did, I know you would, you shot 69, 70 or something not too long ago. You played with, with the boys. 69 a few weeks ago. Yeah. All right. Well, if you keep shooting 69, then you know what is going to happen. You need to tell us what you're doing. No. I love so where I, everybody paused and looked at me like, what is he yeah, going to say? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so this is early in the podcast. When do you have a chance to still be listening? So <laughs> No, you need to tell us what the hell you're doing. No. I've, uh, I've had I've had three three under par rounds in my last four. Two 69s and a 70. So I'm just, I'm just we'll see. We'll see. I, I got to do it. In, I got to do it in competition, though. That's the thing. This is yeah, just got to do it when the lights stuff. are on. This is just hit and giggle stuff, but. Uh, not much mechanical thoughts. Change in thought process. Change in thought process. That's it. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into the guys that actually can play golf. How about that? I don't know, 69, 69, That's pretty good. Guys and gals who can play golf. Yeah. Uh, we had a couple of events this week. We had the 40 net in Napa, and Sahith wins his first official PGA Tour event i missed this i I don't know why i didn't pick him in any of my things he hadn't been playing well it can't be pronounced it's not pronounced it is we've been saying it wrong it i we've been saying sahith it's actually sahith oh i didn't know that i don't like it i don't like it well (laughs) i don't like it all right i don't like it it's mc lean (laughs) mc lean (laughs) So he gets his win. Yeah, he wasn't playing all that well this year and missed the tour championship. But I didn't realize, I just didn't pay attention enough that he had some high finishes in the first two FedEx Cup events. And so I I should have saw this coming. But he gets his first win. His family's there. His dad's like a social media hero now between the Netflix show and and then this. They had his cameras. Poor poor family had their cameras in their face the entire final round. Mm -hmm. It's he's I mean he's hard to not root for. I mean he seems like a hell of a guy. This is Sahith now. I agree with that. He he plays an interesting game. He hits it all over the place off the tee box. It's crazy that he he does as well as he does because it seems like the ball is like all over. I mean like he hit big big blocks and big pulls and it's like wow and and his swing kind of showcases that it look it's all over the place i mean he hits it really hard he does which i'm i'm sure that probably helps but but yeah, he's a little old school he kind of he can curve the ball he curves it all over the place i mean sometimes he's yeah. not trying to curve it all over the place he does he he makes me uncomfortable putting just because his putter is like so long and so flat and it just it's i don't know it looks like it's taller than me. It's just it's very uncomfortable watching him putt, but he's not that bad at it. So it's really cool. his, his driving is, is probably what's keeping him from, you know, more consistent finishes. I would agree with that. The thing that's wild is just looking at his stats. I mean, they're not, they're not great. I'm trying to find this week's stats. But man, I mean, the stats are kind of all over the place. 
um, for him to break break through. I want to find this week's stats. So I, I, I got this week's better. stats. What do you want to know? Just what what he did well in. So here we go. He here was second. Okay, there it is. Yeah. There it is. That looks like a winning a winning week. I mean, I looked at I was looking at the season stats. I'm like, this can't be possible. Um, but no, the the week stats are are solid around the green putting number two. I mean, it's funny you mentioned his putting stroke, and it's not anything that I think anyone would necessarily teach. But second strokes game putting for the week, first and strokes game total picked up 17.2 shots against the field. That's that's pretty incredible. Um, but that's what it takes when you went on the PGA Tour and he got it done. I mean, I think you're right, Mike. He's had a, a ton of good finishes over the past year. He's been on our radars. Um, I I picked him last week. The rest of my team did not play well. Um, but beyond that, I mean, the guy is, like I said, been on our radar. It's nice to see him finally break through. You're 100% correct when you say he's easy to root for. Seems like an easygoing guy. I mean, I look at a lot of things say, that's a guy I'd love to sit down and drink a beer with. I don't know if he drinks, but I'm just saying that that's a guy I'd love to sit down, drink a beer with. He seems like, you know, he'd, he'd have a good time, share some funny stories. Um, you know, it's tough to necessarily call him a journeyman, but I feel like he he's, he's had a, a long road to get to his first win. You know, he's played a lot of events, played on multiple tours. Uh, and now he's a PGA tour winner. Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's a great follow-up, guys. I was, <laughs> I was waiting for Jay to chime in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't an offense to you there, McLean. Um, it's okay. It's okay. No, yeah, he's just he he just does it a little bit different. It's kind of why I like him. You know, it's just his swing's not textbook. His game's not textbook. It's just a little different, which is I like the style of play is different than what you're you're typically seeing on a week to week basis. And uh, as a person, he seems like a cool dude and laid back and always kind of happy. Although he can get pretty, you know, pretty fiery and intense. I mean, we, he can show some emotion. Was it was it last year? He cried at the end of um, the Phoenix Open. You get that drive, that terrible bounce into the water on seventeen and was kind of right there the whole time and, and you know, missed by one or two. I can't remember the exact um, finish there, but, and then he kind of broke down in tears of, you know, how much he wanted it. And, you know, it's kind of been of, of the younger kind of guys that have been rookies in the last couple of years. It's been kind of him and Cam Young. We've been kind of waiting to see who's going to get their first win. Cam Young's had much higher finishes and bigger events, yeah. partly because of his driving. Because Cam Young drives the ball so well. Yeah, Sahith does not. Um, but yeah, cool, cool event. Oh, not cool event. It's a dumb event. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But <laughs> it's uh, you know, says as Jimmy Walker. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get to that. And so, yeah, what else did you make from Sahith or the forty net before we get to Jimmy Walker's comments? I mean, uh, it, yeah. you gotta you gotta bring up JT. Put himself in some great contention through the first three rounds. Had a tough front nine during the fourth round, but brought it back, got it home at even par, finished. Um, it was what T solo ninth? solo fifth. Solo fifth. There you go. Yeah, solo fifth. Um it's nice to see him in contention. He put some good rounds back to back, round two, round three, 67, 65. I'm sure 
and you just have to think that he was feeling the pressure to get it done on round four. You know, everyone has all of this slight they've thrown his way for being a captain's pick as far down as he was. You got to feel like that played some sort of a part in his mental game on on Sunday. And maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe he should be stronger than that. But on the backside of it, it's very hard to tune all of that out. And then all of a sudden, you get he's in contention. I think he was one back going into the final round. And everyone's all already talking about it. I mean, you had Coast Colt Nost tweeting out or Xing out, whatever we're calling it these days. Um that he's you know, man, I'm I'm worried about JT being sarcastic and just like all of a sudden the media, you know, plays a big part of this. And JT's a big, a big part of the golf media right this second because of his captain's pick. So it's one of those moments where it was great to see him get out there and put together some great rounds. He put together some great ball striking statistics, his stats for the week. Um, T to Green were fantastic. He put a new driver shaft in the bag, which I will say caught me a little off guard. It's a a 50 gram driver. It's it's probably like 58 grams, 57 grams. Um, but he put a lighter driver shaft than you see the majority of any PJ tour player play. Um, it's a new graphite design shaft. But he went longer like, too, right? I didn't see the length on it, so I apologize. I didn't miss that part of it. But I which, which would go against which would go against the previous theory on trying to hit the ball straighter, and we all know that that's he struggled hitting. He, he he still swings it fast, and he hits it hard. He's not the longest guy on tour, but he still is on the top tier. Um, but he's driving it all over the place with very inconsistent. So you would think for a guy who was is looking to add some consistency you would go with a heavier shaft um something that that would slow his train uh, the help with his his violent change of direction but again you know it, you just never know like what what works on paper does doesn't always work you know on the course so mike you nailed it it is longer he was playing 44.875 which is a little over 44 and 3 quarter He's now playing 45.625, a little over 44 and a half or 45 and a half. That's a long shaft. That's a big, big jump. Andy lightened the shaft? Andy lightened it, which makes some sense when you add the additional lengths to it. Makes some sense. Probably got the swing weight much closer to what he was currently playing, um, adding that additional length. But still, that's a very, very long driver shaft. Um, That's going to play a lot softer at 60. 58 I'm sure inch. it's tipped two inches I'm sure it's tipped two inches I, I would I would bet money with his speed and the weight of that shaft that is tipped two inches it's um, got to be as boardy as they can get it I'm I, I would bet money so it's boardy hold on it says it says one one tipping whatever one that means tip, I'm assuming yep. that means one inch we're looking at the same we're looking at the same picture yeah, so it looks like they've only been tipped an inch, which is pretty much standard for any tour shafts out there is to be tipped an inch. So if it's only tipped an inch at 45 and 5.8, that means that this shaft, I, this is a new shaft by Graphite Design, the, v, the VF series. Um, I've not tested it. I don't know what the um, characteristics are of it, but it would only make sense that it's a little bit boardier. Uh, at the same time, he's historically played more of a mid, mid, uh, best way to say it, a mid-kick point shaft. Um, he hasn't historically played something that's incredibly tip stiff. So 
this may fit the same mold of what he's been playing, but at the end of the day, I don't know if I were him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything of what he's, what he's been playing off the tee. Cause it's, it's not been great for the last year and a half, two years. So yeah. maybe this is, maybe this is the difference, maybe just longer shaft and a little lighter. Maybe that's what he needed. Well, I mean, and it's, it's a rare situation where you would see someone go longer and lighter to gain consistency. Accuracy. Accuracy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you, you never, I mean, it's, that's the funny part about the the game. And I, we've, t- we've had Bobby Peterson. He's runs the world long drive tour and worked with Kyle Berkshire and Bryson, you know, and I, he was a good friend of mine. He caddied for me for 10 years and just for fun. And we'd hit balls and try to build as much speed up as we could. But um, I did one, and I think we've talked about this on a previous pod, but I did one long drive contest in Denver, which I'm, you know, I'm competing against some of these, you know, crazy guys that, that Dobbin and uh, gosh, I'm, I'm blanking on some of these guys. Names. Yeah. And, and I mean, they, they absolutely smashed it, but you know, but the point is when we were kind of build, you know, two or three drivers, we had one driver for, you know, into the wind, one driver downwind, maybe one driver, you know, right to left, one driver left to right. So we had four drivers that we could count on and I could use them in any shape or form, depending on the situation of how I was swinging. But we kind of had them all built out. All of them had heavier shafts than almost 90 percent of the guys that were that were uh, that were on that that the world long drive tour. And and mainly mainly the main cause was I was playing professional golf and you know my the tempo of my swing was very slow and smooth and I, I you know people would argue okay if you've got a really slow and smooth you know tempo then you would you'd be fine with a lighter shaft and you could swing it faster but for me it just didn't work so we went heavier we were playing with an eighty gram long drive shaft which was really heavy compared to some of those guys but for whatever reason. Um, it, it, everything was heavier and it just allowed me to, to deliver the most amount of mass behind the ball. And my ball speed was the highest with this shaft. Again, none of it really made sense. Um, but uh, again, you just, there's so many factors in, in this, you know, in fitting somebody and, and McLean, I know you, you obviously do this every day, but it's just so weird. Like you would, you do it on paper and you're like, okay, you should be within, you know, these parameters, but all of a sudden, you take somebody and you throw them completely outside of that box and all the, and, and they get a club that's too heavy, too long, too stiff, and it just works. And it's, it's crazy how it, it works sometimes like that, but I've seen it a lot. Um, I'm not saying that that's the way that you should be fit. If you go see somebody and just say, Oh, give me the 80 gram shaft. That's double X. It's probably not going to work. Um, but I'm, I'm just for the top end player, you know, it's crazy. The, the, the changes. Uh, that that can happen and what what works and what doesn't work so but i don't i don't know you know the same thing for justin you know he just i think it was probably a good idea just switch it up completely whatever you were doing before do something different go lighter go longer because what you're doing before obviously wasn't working so whether you change your golf swing or change your equipment you know just do something different did we talk about this last week the changes he fired us i think we did right we mentioned that he fires putting coach yeah. 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 So, I mean, obviously he played well this week. You know, I, I was, he needed to play well this week, in my opinion. I think that even though he didn't win, I, I think just the fact that he finished, uh, did he, did he end up finishing the top five? Yeah. Solo fifth. Fourth? Solo fifth. Solo. Yeah. I mean, it's still a great, I mean, it's a great tournament compared to what he hasn't finished in the top 10 in a, a year. 
So, or, or, or what, or close to it. Was that maybe, did he finish in the top 10 or top, I'm sorry, top five. Did he finish in the top five at the Wyndham or did he finish? Uh, he had four, four top tens on the season. But in the top five, I don't think he had a top um, five. It's been a while. Wyndham, he finished 212, Travelers 29, top five, go back to Phoenix. Here yeah. he was yeah. fourth, solo fourth. Yeah. So. And fifth at the Hero. <laughs> yeah, that counts. It beat 50% of the field. Victor Hovland counts it as a win. Yeah. But he, I think he needed to play well this week. Yeah, I think it, I think it was it, a, it was a validation for him and for Zach. And I think that will calm the nerves a little bit um, and calm everyone's expectations. Like, okay, all right. It wasn't that crazy of a pick, um, you know, and, and it, it would have been real easy for him to go out there and just play shitty because that's what he's been doing. And then that puts a lot of pressure, not on, only on himself, but it puts a lot of pressure on Zach Johnson. How do I use Justin this week? You know, do and we've talked about this on the previous pods. Like he's not playing well. He just showcased that he's not playing well. But now it opens things up a little bit. Now I think Zach feels a little bit more comfortable, probably trying to push him into some a few more, maybe one more match than he probably would have prior to this. Um, and so I think it's good for good for both of them. Um, I don't I don't know, Mike, if you want to you know, chat about the, the golf course itself. I know you saw the comments from, um, uh, Cohen. Uh, he, he's not, not happy about the, this pick in Rome. No, I'm sorry. Refresh my memory. Oh, he, he just, I don't know if he came out with it yesterday or the day before he said that these, the, the, he hates this golf course. He thinks oh. it's a terrible, terrible pick for for the for the Euros. Yeah, I mean this the Marco Simone is quirky to say the least. It's it's pretty different. It, and the fact that they've they've kind of narrowed the fairways in on top of it being quirky, a lot of dog legs, he feels like it plays at, to at a disadvantage for the Euros. Because actually in the past, it's always been the US, they've been the bombers. Okay. Let's find a way to make this course a little quirkier, a little tighter. We have a little bit of an advantage. We played this golf course or or we have access to this golf course more than the U.S. Um, but this year you've got John Rahm. You've got Rory McIlroy. You've got uh, you've got I think they're probably I don't I don't know what the average distance is between all the players, but man, I think I they this. probably hit it further than our U.S. team. So it's it, only. Someone posted these stats. So, you know, back in the day, the U.S. was the long bomb and gouge team and the Euros were the short and steady, hit a lot of fairways team. That's no longer the case. They're actually pretty much the same. Uh, as I'm trying, to, I'm trying to search through Twitter here. Somebody just the other day uh, posted the average driving distance and then the average um, fairways hit. The... Euros are longer by like an average of a yard. And the Americans are actually straighter by an average of like 1% of fairways it's hit. Pretty, pretty close. It's pretty Which similar. Is, it's, it's technically a lot closer than it's a lot closer, closer than it's been. Yeah. yeah. I think in all honesty, if you look at some of these players, they're almost a lot of these players are almost kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of good drivers on the Euros long and straight you know they're probably not as good as putters as they used to be 
which favors favors the U.S. team, which favors the U.S. Know. team. Although we got Scotty Scheffler, who is our number one, who can't putt. So true. You got a guy who's going to probably go out there five matches, and who knows if he may. Although I don't know that they're saying this course is going to be so hilly that maybe nobody plays five matches just because of how exhausted physically guys will be. And that was that was one of the other comments that Pete made. Is like how he's like you you're putting. You know, but not only your your team, but you're you're trying to as the host club or the host team, you want to try to do everything to your advantage, and and now you're putting this golf course, which may not be uh, suited for the players and, and play to their strengths, and then you've got all these you know crazy undulation, you know all these hills where guys can't play a, a full boat and play five matches. Um, you want your best players. If you've got four guys that are be- top, you know, top ten in the world, you want these guys out there playing all five matches. And it's like they may not be able to do that. 36, 36, 18. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot. What do we think, Jay, about the US's chances at the Ryder Cup this year? I mean, when you look at this field, and as we've talked about before. The U.S. we felt was heavily favored, especially especially early on over the past 18 months. But as of the past three to four months, it's tended to kind of shift the other direction, especially with Hovland's resurgence, or I should say damn near insurgence, um, with what he's done. Yeah. You've got John Rahm, who hasn't been quite tip-top, but he hasn't been off. Um, yeah. You know, it's going to be a a great week in terms of competition, but this is not something to where we can feel entirely confident going on visitor soil. Like, hey, we've got this thing wrapped up. I mean, we've got a good squad and the average rank we saw kind of uh, I saw uh, uh, some statistics earlier this week to where it kind of related the two teams. Our average world rank is much higher, but there's a lot more that comes down to it when we look at three rounds of team competition. Uh, or I should say three days of team competition, uh, multiple rounds, uh, two of the days. But when it comes down to it, this is not an event to where you feel confident that we've got this thing wrapped up. No, I agree 100%. I think, um, again, we're playing on the European soil right now, and I think a lot of those guys are playing great. you got Lud- Ludwig Aberg, which is arguably the hottest golfer on the planet right now. Um, and then you you've got two of the top five players in the world over the last five years, and Rory and and John Rahm. I mean, you could argue, uh, you know, they go back and forth between who's the best player in the world over and over and over for the last four or five years. So, um, and like I said, you take two of the top three, you know, top top tier players on the planet, and then you throw the hottest player on the planet. Um, and that that makes things a little bit more difficult um, and, uh, and a little bit uh, a little bit more concerning, I think, moving over um, in, in, in the next week, going over to Rome. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be pretty damn even. I wanted it to be stronger, but. Well, and I, I, saw- I didn't love I didn't love our picks. I mean, I, I certainly was happy to see Justin Thomas play better last week, although I know that was a kind of a, a weak field, comparatively speaking. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was, it was a decent field, but not as strong as, you know, playing in a major or in a Ryder Cup. So, but he did play better. Um, so that that certainly helps. 
or or the, even the well, field. I mean, hell, the BMW had a better field than the 40 net. BMW you know? yeah. did have a better field, 100%. I did see a very interesting t- statistic. I'm having trouble getting statistic out right this second. Um, but I saw a very interesting statistic that paired Ludwig against Scotty Scheffler a couple of years ago when Scheffler was a captain's pick. And he was kind of – he hadn't quite – he didn't quite have the resume necessarily of a Ryder Cup player. Then shortly after that becomes number play, number one player in the world um, with, the, with the incredible play that he all of a sudden had. This could be a very similar situation that we see this out of Ludwig. If he continues the play that he um, that he's had up to this point, I mean, he's had a very limited amount of professional golf under his belt. But my God, the guy has quickly um, cemented himself as one of the top current players in the game. Yeah, he's incredible. He's, he does everything well. Really fun swing to watch, too. It looks so damn simple. So simple. Yeah, it is It is fun to watch. And I think we talked about a couple of weeks ago that he's the best driver in the world since he turned pro. Better than Rory. Better yeah. than Scotty. That's just total total driving. And it obviously, uh, distance off the tee and accuracy. Strokes gain. Yeah, he is the best driver of the golf ball in the world. Well, and, and there's if a couple I'm not studs mistaken, that are up there. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, it's a pretty wide margin between him and Rory, who's widely considered one of, if not the best driver of the game. Isn't it yeah, funny I mean, how it was like three like strokes around, which is a lot. That old that old saying, "Drive for show, putt for dough," and it's like now it's reversed. I mean, it's really like drive for dough, putt just because you have to. You know, putt to like, win. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a good that's a good way to put it. Like, yeah, drive drive for dough, putt to win majors. You know, if you want to win yeah. tournaments, or then you're gonna have to make putts. But if you just want to make a boatload of money, hit it straighter and further than everyone, and be pretty good at all the other stuff. You don't have to be great, but yeah, it's yeah, it's you're gonna make great. a whole bunch of money. So you're driving for dough now. You're gonna make a whole bunch of money as as a top ten driver of the golf ball in the world. Um, you still have to putt to win. As we can sure. see from Scotty this year, had an unbelievable ball striking driving year and just didn't win enough because he couldn't make those putts when it mattered. But he just piled up top fives and top tens. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I mean, so BMW, what do you guys, I mean, I know it's, you would expect to cream the rise at the top, but the Euros, man, they're, there's every week that goes by, it just solidifies, I think, that they're going to win this again. Um, I mean, they had seven of their Ryder Cuppers finish in the top 10 of the BMW. So, yes. They had, you know, so Ryan Fox wins. Good good win beating that field. But Hatton finishes T second. Rom fourth. Hovland fifth. Fleetwood sixth. McElroy T7. Aberg and Seb Straka T10. Well, Aberg shot. with the four shot in the final round. Yeah. Yeah. 76 in the final round. He was one shot off. Made a big move late in his third round. Um, you know, don't want to. I know we're talking Ryder Cup, but Ryan Fox deserves his due. That guy's been yeah. in the mix for a while now, and it's yeah. awesome to see him break through, especially at such a big. I mean, this is the pinnacle golf tournament for the DP World Tour. It's like their it, players' championship. It is the pinnacle, and I've I've been fortunate enough to play that golf course once. It is incredible. Two par fives to finish up. Um, just absolutely incredible golf course. The 17th hole, I don't know if he still lives there. Ernie Els lived on the right of the 17th hole. And if you watch 
on that golf course, you'll see what looks like a cart path that goes across the 17th fairway. That's Ernie's driveway. Um, <laughs> that golf course is absolutely incredible. Such a great test of golf. I love the 18th hole. I mean, what a great par five that is. Gives you the opportunity. If you hit a good drive, you can go for it. If you don't, you've got to lay up. You've got water short. Um, it's a big time risk reward second shot if you're going to go for it or not. Um, most of these guys are long enough now where they can they can hit that green with ease on that right side. But at the same time, you know, you saw Ryan Fox lay up. I mean, that's something that you just love seeing a guy break through when he has to lay up on 18 and hits that wedge shot in there tight and still makes the birdie. Um, just a great event. I mean, it really is just a great event and a great venue. I'm not sure why that course is not hosted. Uh, well, I know why it had it, but it should host even bigger events than just the BMW championship. I mean, that could be a, a, it's a, it's a major championship caliber venue. Obviously it's not going to host the masters, the U S open or the PGA championship. Um, but if they told me they put that in the, it's a non-traditional British open venue, but if they told me they put it in the mix, you could toughen up that golf course and make it into an absolute incredible venue for a large, large tier golf tournament. And go back to Ryan Fox. I thought he should have been on the president's cup team last year. hundred percent. But I think because the president's cup is a PGA tour <laughs> enterprised event, I think the European guys, the European tour players that are international players get overlooked a little bit and I think he'll be on it next year, but I think he should have been on it last year too. Yeah. So I don't disagree. There's something else I was going to say. I can't remember about BMW, but yeah, good, good point on both the course and, uh, and Mr. Mr. Fox there. Yeah. Really, really cool venue. And one that gets often overlooked the Edinburgh course there, or I think it's Edinburgh over there, but um, I got the caddy in a European senior tour event there, and that's also another great golf course. That facility is absolutely incredible. The clubhouse looks like a castle. Um, it's the home of the European tour or the DP world tour. What a really, really cool venue. And if I'm not mistaken, I want to say it's like the most expensive membership in the world. Now. Yeah. Tim. All right. Um, Jimmy Walker. Let's get back to the PJ tour. Real fast. So Jimmy Walker, I'm not going to read all the dumb quotes. He came out blasting this, you know, the the way they're giving out tour cards and top 70 and then this whole fall series. He came out just blasting it, saying they're just changing it and on the fly and not telling anyone this and that. And it was kind of a cry me a river moment for me because one, I mean, We've known for a year now, we talked about it on this podcast, that they were changing it to the, only the top 70 were guaranteed to make the playoffs and get their tour card. So yeah. it wasn't like they changed this in June. They said, hey, guys, this is what's happening. I mean, we've all known all along. Peter Marnali came out and said, well, we knew what the stakes were going into the season. So I, I don't know what he's really crying about, especially a guy that only has his tour card this past year. Because all the live guys came off the top 50 list for career earnings and it bumped him in in order to get his exemption to have a card this year. So it's like, Jimmy Walker, shut the hell up. Like, what are you crying about? You shouldn't even have been playing this year in the PGA Tour. And because the live guys 
bolted. You you now have a spot. Like play better. Like you now have these events to play better. Like it's yeah. pretty simple. And yeah, if you win one of these events, you get to go to Maui and you're in these signature events. Like I I don't know what he's crying about. I don't know what he's just making up stuff. Yeah, I agree. I, re- I read that article and I was like, "What? I'm I'm, I'm having a hard time." I'm having a hard time agreeing with you here. He's like, it's always been 125, and now I've got to play more events. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, you do. <laughs> like, that's, you know, I mean, in the past, you weren't thinking about just finishing in the top 125 when you were playing your best golf. You were trying to win majors, which you did, and finish in the top 10. Like, all of a sudden, now you're just worried about, he's like, now I got to play more golf. And it's like, I, you know, I'm like, Dude, you're 40, well, he's in one 40 those, plus years old. He's in one of those categories that's affected by this. And I think that's what the PGA Tour was looking to, you know, to to change up a little bit. There's a lot of guys that have finished in that 100 to 75 category for a long time, kind of kept their cards. They get enough uh, starts off of past winner, um, you know, their yeah. previous playing resume that they're able to play enough to to get inside of that top 125, but they're not necessarily threatening on a week-to-week basis to win a golf tournament. And, you know, he's an example of guys that are affected by that. You know, I think what the PGA Tour is doing is going to allow a lot more young blood, a lot more up-and-coming players to get into the mix, to get into more events. And there's something to argue on both sides of it. I mean, I get it, but I, I, I understand where he's coming from. I don't necessarily argue that it's better for the game. Um, but he's one of those guys that's affected by that. You know, you look at a lot of those guys that are, you know, a little bit older, a little bit past their prime. Uh, I'm not throwing any shade to Jimmy Walker. He's a great player, but at the same time, there are some older guys that have been able to kind of keep their card and, you know, have enough top finishes and get into enough events that they're able to finish inside of that top 25 and they've become used to that, you know, used to being able to have their card. And it's very tough for a guy like Jimmy Walker. He's probably been on the PGA tour now for what, 12 years maybe 20 almost 20 years almost 20 years to all of a sudden feel like he's gonna have to go back to the corn fair if he wants to keep playing i mean that's 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 a tough spot to be in i mean i I get it it is a tough spot but it's like they didn't just change us on the fly they changed this last year you knew what you were getting into i don't know you're just mad now because you have to play more golf like yeah, if you played better and got in the top 70, you could take all fall off if you wanted. You didn't have to play more golf, but you didn't play yeah. well enough. Yeah. You know, I mean, there is going to be more more and churn and, and burn of players, yeah. like you said, McLean, the younger guys that could come in. And some of these old guys that with these dumb, stupid exemptions the PJ Tour has to keep these old guys around forever. Yeah, sorry, play better. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's no other sport on the planet that you can play into your forties. I mean, yeah, very few. I mean, you maybe get a pitcher that can play in their forties. You're not getting very many basketball players. If any, I mean, LeBron is trying to do this, but I mean, nobody plays in their forties and, and, and basketball. And then we all know we've seen the, the goat play till he was 45, which is unheard of. So, I mean, to, to think that you are entitled to this and, and playing a professional sport and making millions every year um, just because you've because done of what you've done past, in the past. Yeah. Just because you've done, you got to earn it. You know, it, look, I mean, look at all the other sports. Hey, man, I get it. You had a great career, but you're not good anymore. You're, you're, you're past your prime. 
Like, I, I'm not going to just pay you to come out here and be mediocre. Like, and essentially sponsors are paying for Jimmy Walker, the opportunity for him to come play in their events to be mediocre. And that's, I, I wouldn't want as a sponsor, I wouldn't want that. I'm like, ah, I, I, I get it. Like Jimmy Walker is, he did have, have a good career, but at the same time, he hasn't been doing anything lately. Like, in this game, it's it's yeah. brutal. Like, what have you done lately? Are you if if you've played well in the last two or three weeks, we know who you are. If you played well three years ago, okay, maybe we know who you are, but we also know that you're not playing well. It's like, so. hey, Albert Pujols, you're so high up on the career home run list, you guaranteed a spot to play in baseball. Like, no, no. sorry, you can't yeah. hit anymore. You're old. Sorry, retire. You're done. Yeah, time to, time and, to move and, on. Yeah, and that sounds. It, it, it's not cruel because as we had a conversation before <laughs> this pod even started about how difficult professional golf is, and I, and I get it. And if you've made it at that level and made a bunch of money. Hey, it, it, you don't get, there's no, that's what makes the game awesome is because it, it's not, there's no entitlement there. Like you have to earn it every single week, every year you have to earn it. If you don't, then, you know, you get relegated. You go back to the, to, to the subsidiary yeah. tour. Like, Hey, that's what makes the game fun to watch. Like I turn, tune in on Sunday. I'm like, Oh shit, there's Jimmy Walker. He's coming back. He had Lyme disease and now he's back and he's playing. I'm excited to watch him because he's playing well. I'm not going to turn on the TV and be like, Hey, Jimmy Walker's playing. He's finishing 47th. Like that's not exciting. Like you want to watch and see these guys win. He's looking for a handout and he contradicts himself in one of these quotes here. He's talking about the whole live thing and, they're talking about this is quote. They're talking about a big payout for the players uh, that have stayed. All of this is blowing my mind. The tour is doing everything they can to take care of themselves and not the for the players. Didn't you just say a sentence before that they were giving the pay- players that matter? Yeah, a big I payout. Mean, he goes, "I'm yeah. just out here grinding, giving it all I've got. I've given them twenty some odd years out here. You know, no, you haven't given them shit like." Who cares that you're grinding? They don't give out checks for grinding. Give out checks for high finishes. Playing well. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think I, I, I'm i going to try to give him some credit because he's been a player that has not been in the media, has not been super outspoken. Um, And after 20 years, you finally have a moment where you probably cracked a little bit. I'm going to give him a. Sure. I'm going to give him a pass a little bit thinking I'm I'm. I'm not really judging him off of this these these few statements because he does have a history and a career of you know doing things the right way. So I'm going to chalk it up to you know probably frustrated with his last five years, frustrated with his situation, with things that were not in his control, with the Lyme's disease, and he had what was two he had two things going on at one time. Yeah, I forget. Um, he dealt with a bunch of stuff. But but he had a bunch of injuries that were really, you know, which the PGA tour allows you to have injuries and take time off where he, exactly poor, poor Nick Chubb just blew out his knee last night in my night football. And if he's done, he's done. They cut him and he's he's gone. Yeah. That was did you see the that was gross? <laughs> I've got I got a I, I didn't watch it. I heard it and I'm like, they were like, we're not gonna show it. And I'm like, well, I'm not going on on YouTube to find it. And I'm in a group, a group text with some friends, and they put a snapshot of it. And I didn't even see it. I was just scrolling down. And I saw it. I was like, almost threw up. Like, I yeah. can't. And this is such a bummer. I know, I know this is we're a little, you know, we're taking a little dive into the rabbit hole here for football, but this was per this is set up for this guy to have heavy an incredible year. Um, the offensive coordinator was run heavy, no Kareem Hunt. It was like 
man, we're ready. This is your time to shine. And he is he actually for the first two games has played well. Um, and here we have something like this. And I mean, you this is a guy you never hear any bad things of. Everyone loves the guy. He just does his job, keeps himself, and here he is. I mean, he may not, I don't know. This is a he may not come back from this and be the same guy. Be I mean, this is an absolute complete knee reconstruction, everything. Yeah, MCL, PCL, ACL, everything. But at least on the PGA Tour, Jimmy, you could take as much time as you need to get healthy, and then you get and, your medical exemption, and you can come back and you try to earn it. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, I, they like take I said, care I, more, they take care of the players more than some of these guys say. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, I, I think it's probably in the middle. I think. Sure. I wouldn't think that they are going out of their way to take care of the players, but there are some perks and there's some things set up for sure. Yeah. I mean, that we all know we've heard of the the pension plan that um, that was set up. Um, you know, fit was I guess it was probably twenty five, probably thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah. Under um, Dean Beeman, Dean Beeman, I think Dean was the one who kind of initiated it, and then um, Fincham got it across the finish line, and then Fincham. Fincham was pretty smart with it too. So they kind of put it all together and it, it's the most lucrative, you know, pension and retirement plan of any major sport yeah. in the U S I, I don't know about Europe, but you know, again, there's, there are a lot of things that are good. You're right, Mike, that, that are, that are much better than any other sport. Um, and there's some, there's some tough sides of it. Absolutely. There's no guaranteed contracts. You have to earn, Earn your spot, you know, guaranteed contracts in terms of playing. Now you have guaranteed contracts, endorsements, and things like that, but no guaranteed spot to play um, every year unless you've played incredibly well and you've got multiple exemptions that kind of guarantee you have opportunity to play. I think, you know, I don't know what that, if you go through all the categories, I'd be curious if somebody, I'm sure somebody's already done this, but like if for Tiger Woods, like if he, what is the, you know, it, let's just say, obviously, he's towards the tail end of his career on the PJ Tour, but let's just say he had done everything that he had done and he was 40 years old. He had 10 more years. If he never finished within the top, you know, I guess now 70 to earn his card, what would he, how long would he be able to play on the PJ Tour, a full schedule? I mean, he's got so many, there's so many different categories that he is qualified it, I think he would be fine to play for the next 10 years, which as a fan, hey, this is Tiger. Absolutely want to watch him. He's yeah. earned it. But, you know, for some of these other sub-tier players, like Jimmy Walker, nothing against him. He's a great player. But like, I don't I don't really turn on the TV to watch Jimmy Walker, you know? Yeah, there's not many guys you do, really. You no. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think it's Tiger. Um, I think for some people it's Rory, and I think still some for some people it's Jordan Speed. You know, when Jordan Speed's in the hunt, that people turn on the TV, and that's just the US. Now, if if you're talking the Far East Asia, if Matsuyama's playing, sure, then sure. they turn it on every single time, no matter what. I mean, he's like Michael Jordan over there. Yeah. yeah. But just cry baby Jimmy Walker. Sorry, buddy. Play better. <laughs> All right, so I want to I want to ask you guys a question. For a male amateur, how good would a male amateur have to be to compete and be a top 20 player on the LPGA tour? Oh, I saw this. It's a that's such a joke. 
Um, that guy was so far out of line. So I mean, for the listeners, I won't even I won't even comment. So go ahead, Mike. I'll let you I'll let you lead. Them. For the listeners, the reason I'm asking this question is uh, a, sta- a golf statistician, Lou Stagner. I've actually used some of his um, stats over the years on on this podcast. Is a great follow on Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. We'll never call it X. It's Twitter. He. Yeah, what else are you going to call it? That's so dumb. He posted a, a screenshot of a text that somebody sent him, or I don't know, or he got sent. response to a tweet. Yeah, and it said, this is ridiculous. I am a three handicapper that plays from 6,900 yards, and I hit my driver 290. I would make every cut on the LPGA and be a top 20 player. Not even. Not, not even, even remotely relevant. close, dude. Not even relevant. The guy's short game is... I'm telling you that the, most of the girls on the LPGA tour have a better short game than most of the guys on the PGA tour do. Um, and so this is, and, this is, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Finish. The girls at damn near every fairway. Um, I mean, it's just, that's such a, such a terrible moment for him. He's being blasted across the world. Now he regrets this tweet so bad. And at the end of the day, he would struggle to be the three nobodies on this podcast. And yet he thinks he's a top 20 player on the LPGA tour. I mean, I, I'd, I'd go ahead and take a hundredth on the money list on the LPGA tour. And I got her against whoever this guy is. Oh, absolutely. So this is, this is where we were kind of talking about like where length, um, Again, and th- this is where I think uh, the, we can kind of lead people astray when we talk about length off the tee and strokes gained off the tee. It's relative to the players in that field or on that tour, right? So that that's saying that they are they're they gain whatever one stroke relative to the field, but they're still incredible ball strikers, incredible pitchers of the golf ball, incredible putters. To the general public, they may like Scotty Scheffler is not a great putter relative to the other players on the PGA Tour. But still, if you were to walk out on a golf course and play with Scotty Scheffler, you would say that he's the best putter that you've ever played with. So then that's the part that's kind of it gets thrown all around. So this guy's think taking one small aspect. So he while he may be able to drive it further than most of the ladies on, on that tour being if you're driving it that far 290 and you're a plus or you, he said he's a plus three. No, no he's, he's a three. three. He's not even, three a, not even a plus three. So he's driving. Uh, he said he's a three, not a plus three. That means he's really like a eight or nine or a ten handicap in terms of his short game. You've got no shot against these these ladies. No shot. Now, no if shot. he came and said, "Hey, I'm a plus five, and I've won a bunch of what yada yada yada," then I'm like, "Okay, you could play with them." I wouldn't say that you would be a top twenty player in the in the world on the LPJ tour, but certainly if you were good in all the other areas and you hit it thirty yards further, then sure, yes, you're going to compete. But you take a guy who hits it thirty yards further and is terrible comparatively speaking to the the ladies that are on there from a short game standpoint. You know, short iron standpoint, you got no shot. They're going to well, yeah. wax you up. And, and that three like, handicap probably doesn't include all the. He, he's taking pars when he scoops a five footer. Oh yeah, you know oh, what yeah, I mean. Exactly like, right. That's exactly right. And how many? Gabe brought up a how many three handicap? What what tournaments have you won? What yeah. what type of golf competition have you ever played in? I bet yeah. it's very little as a three handicap now. 
Three, if you're if you're a three handicap, you are not winning anything other than your club member guest or something like that. You're not winning any, any win individual those. tournament. I would bet he doesn't win those. It's hard to find a club without a couple of scratch players these days. <laughs> I mean, it's just, the, the and, and plus the plus the the yardages these girls are playing is not like sixty two hundred yards. I mean, they're they're playing sixty six, sixty seven hundred yards a lot of times. Oh like, yeah, oh yeah. He might win. I've, I've shot over par on on that length golf course a lot. <laughs> I'm just telling you, if it's not net, he's got no shot. <laughs> oh man, that was just just a good chuckle of like how people think. Like, got no idea how good these people are. Like, whether it's the men or the women on the professional tour, you guys have no idea how good they are. It is they they are the best at that specific sport in the world in the world and then like i don't know it's just like even uh i don't i was gonna say sahith so it's what how do you say it now i think it's sahith sahith, sahith. he even said in his in his post-round interview he's like these you know and it's funny some of these players maybe it's their first time winning second time winning you keep hearing them say how incredible the other players are in the field um, and I, it, they just they really understand how uh, how big of an accomplishment it is to win on one of these tours, LPJ Tour, PJ Tour, you know, DP World Tour. Like there's so many good players, and in any given second, in any given moment, you could hit one shot that's just a little off, and the the next guy or or girl can hit that shot just a little bit better, and you lose by one shot. And you're like, man, I played so well, and I didn't win. And he's obviously seen that multiple times. He's had quite a few events where he's been right, you know, like you mentioned, the waste management last year. So it's just funny how, you know, again, they recognize how good everybody else is. But the people who don't play out there every day and just watch it on TV, they just have no idea. Well, Jay, no idea. this line. So I got this from the legendary development um, tour guy, Mr. Mike Dumphy. Right. Oh, yeah. He would Cleveland golf. Cleveland strikes on golf. He would look at this immediately and goes, That guy's never signed a scorecard. Yeah. <laughs> That's all yeah. it needs to be said. Exactly right. When you have to yeah. write your name on it, you it, it changes. Never Scott, never signed a scorecard, and you want to relate yourself to some of the best players in the world. Like, come on, man. No idea. Yeah. No idea. Total, total joke. It's uh, and I bet you when he says he drives at 290, that's inflated too. <laughs> I would say probably not. 100%. I mean, sounds like 275 to me. If I hit it 290 on a like a golf course that I play every day, that's a, I mean, I've hit it pretty hard, you know. Yeah. I feel like, like, because I mean, I'm we're not, I'm not, I'm not playing on you know PJ Tour fairways, but they're not, yeah, like, you're talking no, no, no wind gusts, no firm yeah. fairways, just a standard drive, standard conditions. Standard drive, standard, and I hit a 290. Like, man, that's a hell of a drive. Hell of a drive. And I'm happy as a freaking clam. Because in most golf courses, I'm I've got a eight iron or less. Yeah. You know? Oh, uh, it's funny. Anyways, I am looking forward to the Solheim Cup this week. Get a little appetizer for the Ryder Cup. Um, I always feel like there's I feel like in recent years, there's almost been more drama in the Solheim Cup than there has been in the, you know, some of the combativeness and, and gamesmanship yeah. and some of that stuff. Yeah, these girls, these girls get a little testy with each other and a little catty. Plus, it's in Spain, so it's coffee golf. We all know how I love coffee golf. <laughs> I don't know. 
Oh, they, they're going to have, we're going to have a couple. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's uh, go ahead. And that, that's what? Oh, Did you wait. say that's good? Did yeah. you say that's good? I just picked it up. I thought I heard you say that was good. I didn't no, say no. it was good. No, I was saying I that say shirt was, that shirt's good. That's a nice I was shirt. like, I said, night, good putt. I didn't say that was good. Like <laughs> that's the, there is, there is a little bit of that. I mean, what was that Suzanne Patterson? And she's the, she's the, the captain. She's the captain. Right? She's the captain. She had some, some uh, issues with that. Yeah. That's why she's gonna like just tell her team like, don't fucking give these girls an inch. Like, don't give them anything. Don't give them anything. I think it should be it should be that uh, they should get rid of that's good to pick it up. Like, there's not a whole thing, a lot, a whole lot of things that can be, um, I guess looked at differently or are confused with pick it up. Yeah. Like if you say, oh, good putt. What? Oh, that was good. Because I say that a lot. I'm like, oh, good putt. I didn't mean it was good. I just said it was a good putt. No, you got to mark that, sir. Yeah, mark, mark that. What I meant to say was mark that. Take your time. Take your time. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else this week, guys? Uh, we don't have a, we don't have an event this week, so no picks. Uh, no picks. I won DraftKings last week. If anyone was wondering, we are. I told you last week we we're going to start last week for the season long. No, it starts January one. I know, I know, I'm fucking with you. I was like, ah, I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. <laughs> we're uh, going to have to up the stakes. I got to get motivated here. Not that that's going to make a big difference, but at least I want to pay attention to it a little bit better and not try to fill out my picks like five minutes before we start the pod. Before. Yeah, yeah. I went back and listened. It was definitely hundred a man for last year. <laughs> was it? No, it wasn't. Yeah. I thought it was fifty. Hundred a man last year. You sure? Was it? Go back and listen. All right. What, if it was, I'll Venmo you right now. What episode? I don't know. I didn't go back and listen, but I just, I just, I know it was. <laughs> I know it fucking was. <laughs> All right. What is it? I'm going to Venmo you no, right now. I think now. it was 50. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't need anything. We're good. We're well, good. technically, I, I won it after we pressed. You won the press, which did not have a bet associated with it. No, it didn't. Well, a, a, that press, was, a press That was me bet. allowing double points. So you didn't win the actual press. You won a double point press. It's all good. I'm over, I, okay. quite frankly, guys, I gotta be honest with you. As you can tell, I'm over it. So frankly, you and I are even and Jay owes you 50 and he owes me 50. No, no, no. I don't want no. you both if, 50. No, no. That's sounds terrible. <laughs> no, well, if paying. I won the press, I mean, Nobody's... when you press on the, when you press on a match on the golf course, it's the same bet. Yeah. Just didn't hear the parameters. That. I don't know. <laughs> Then what the hell was the press for then? To give you guys a chance to make a it chance. Honestly, I, I honestly you. didn't. Like, honestly, when we pressed, I didn't know that there was any money associated. I thought it was to chug beers. I think that's what I thought we originally agreed upon. Um, that we had to funnel a beer. Yeah, which that would be that actually would be. I'd probably send you guys fifty dollars before I funnel a beer right now. <laughs> It'd be embarrassing <laughs> if everyone videoed it. That would be soaking wet. My shirt would be soaking wet. There's no way I would get that down. Uh, really good at it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. We got a, a quick episode tonight, which was nice. Which good. Was nice. It's all good. Hey, short and sweet for those we of you almost... driving to work today, uh, today, whenever, tomorrow, mm-hmm. whenever, whenever it is you're listening. driving home. We had almost ah, two. We come. had almost two hours last week, so they needed a long road trip last week. So you're gonna get this. They can get this pod done most likely in one day. So good for you. Good for Next, us. After after a week of thought, 
did you come around and understand what Jay and I were saying about rollback? Yeah, totally. I 100% <laughs> agree with everything you said. Yeah. Did you? I agree with what Jay and I were saying. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with what I was saying. I think we've we've all we've all come to the conclusion on the show, at least we hopefully have. None of us are ever going to change our minds cuz we're three fucking stubborn bastards. So even presented with logic, it's like no, no, no. I you know, you know what I do. I should say this. I agree with your point of view, Mike. Um, if that makes any sense, I just don't. I agree with your point of view and where you're coming from and your logic behind to build build it up. I just don't agree with the final conclusion of it. So sure. that's fine. Um, no, I think we I, all know, we I, all agreed on that. It, the difference yeah, is I think, how we want to approach it. How we want to make the change. God, I should have fucking signed off just like 30 seconds ago. That's (laughs) that's what it is. That's what it is. I mean, you don't need more real estate. You don't need a shorter golf ball. We need more character in the game. And ultimately, (laughs) that can be provided with, you know, better setups. I think to Mike's to Mike's point, I will say this. He is like, this is the one thing that kind of resonated with me is this is the quickest way to get there. And I I probably agree with you. It is definitely the quickest way to get there. Do I think better for the game? Do I think it's the best thing for the game in the long run? I personally don't don't think so. I think there's there's things that we could do with the golf course. But if that's the way that you're approaching it, like this is the quickest way to do it, then I think you're right. Like yes, absolutely. Let's drop the ball back, and that's the quickest way to kind of you know regulate everything that's just just reset it until further things can be looked at or done. Ask your wives if she wants you to handle it in the quickest way possible. <laughs> I think sometimes she does, though. Sometimes she's like, all right, is, is this over yet? Can we go to bed? Are we done? Can we just get on with the next part of life? <laughs> just say. That was a weird way to finish the podcast. Completely off the rails. On that note, on that note, that was a pleasure, gents. No, no yelling, <laughs> no arguing. I mean that this is going to be a lackluster pot. I couldn't Everyone's go. To, I couldn't go to sleep last week. I was like so pissed and fired up. Still, I like. Yeah, I mean, just... your wife was even mad at me because you were mad at me. I, I don't think I was mad at you. No, no. I'm I mean, in the moment, I was mad at you, but like the next next day when I woke up, I don't. I wasn't. No, no. I'm joking. Your wife was not mad at me. I just thought it was funny because no, it was like my wife could give wife two every shits. Day. Yeah, he does not care one, one way or the other. <laughs> I did ask her. I was like, "How was Mike yesterday morning?" She's like, "I seemed pissed, but whatever. I don't care." <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." She doesn't care one bit. Normal Boston guy. Yeah, normal. Well, especially it's like if I'm mad about something legit, like this is completely dumb and pointless to her. So she wouldn't like if I had a legit beef with someone or about something, she would care. But this yeah. is rem- rem- anyway close to uh, you know legit in her world. So, yeah, she's like this is not non-existent. Yeah, it just <laughs> it just sports. It's just yeah, that's that's just fake fake just, life. Just sports. Who cares? I hate it when my uh, the games last night were lackluster. The the, the NFL kind of sucks right now. Can I just say that? I had I had some good some good games on Sunday, but total points. I think I I. I, I I don't even want to try to give the numbers, but the total points for the first two weeks, I think, are uh, like uh, really, really down from what their average is. It's because they got one less preseason events, and these guys do not play. 
They do not. They, they don't, don't do anything. They're, they're, there's there's they're less practices. There's less padded practices in training camp. There's now less games of preseason. They play the guys for like if you're a, a good quarterback, you play two series total in the preseason. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how, yeah. What, week, what week one, they've said in the past, week one is like week three or four. That's when things start to kind of people start to click. Yeah. So well, it's like Aaron Rodgers played more in the preseason than he did in the regular season. 75 seconds or something like that. God, that's awful. I mean, I don't. Aaron Rodgers is kind of like on the fence for me. I do think he's a talented guy, really talented guy. He is he arrogant, sometimes over the top. You know, yeah, it's kind of annoying to listen to him, but he's talented. So it, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of a bummer. I don't like LeBron James that much. I think he's kind of similar, similar type of personality. But yeah, seeing LeBron James. But I do, I do appreciate um watching him play basketball because he's awesome like he is awesome like it for a 38 year year old man to fly up and down the court like that is it's pretty cool i do i really enjoy listening to all the antics that come with it uh, maybe not as much but i still appreciate the talent same thing with aaron Rodgers. like the guy's good i mean he's good he's kind of a pain in the butt but he's good he's fun to watch but not physically more. gifted yeah yeah, 100%. $58 million for four downs. I think 75 seconds. 75 seconds. Speaking of ending it quick. That was a innuendo. But. Yeah, it was, just, it was just a bad follow-up. Like, you had opportunity. To <laughs> I mean, you had to be like, and you just okay, guys, sat there. that'll wrap it up. That's sat it. there. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm tired. It's a long, long week at the Foundry this week. I'm already tired, so... All right. Well, enjoy it, fellas. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Love it. Uh, We'll be back next week. Cheers. Peace. Peace.